0: Welcome to the teaching ministry of Dr. Benji Kelly and New Hope Church. We're thrilled you've joined us for this week's podcast. How are we doing, church? You guys doing good today? It's good to see you. Welcome to New Hope Church. We are honored that you would get up early and come to the house of the Lord with us today. And, uh, hey, we got a little exam. We got an exam, okay? End of the school year. I just saw somebody yawn. I said, we got an exam and the homeboy yawned. I'm with you. But hey, end of the school year, right? You got kids wrapping it up. Here's an exam. Worship celebrations at Central Campus, main worship center, are what times next week? You guys are the bomb, all right? All right, second exam. What time... Are the coffee house worship services, celebrations here at Central Campus? Beautiful. What services are we encouraging you to consider? 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. coffee house. Because I doubt any of you are going to come to the later service, right? Okay, you're early birds, obviously. Praise God for you. Um, hey, so let, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Now I'm really going to test you because we're streaming. And give it up for all the campuses. Give it up for all the campuses. Woo! Starting next Sunday, what time are the worship celebrations in North Raleigh and Columbia? See, those, those people are really dialed into the global. And I know the campuses said 9 and 11, right? Nothing's changed with those campuses. 9 and 11. And what time are we asking people at those campuses to consider worshiping? 9 a.m. We'll look at you, the camera, and just encourage you to make that move for the sake of the vision and creating. Some space. What time are the worship celebrations in Garner and Sanford, North Carolina next weekend? God, you guys are brilliant. 9, 11, and 1. 9, 11, and 1 in Garner and Sanford. And what time are we asking folks to consider worshiping in those environments? 9 or 1. Most of you said one, nine or one, creating space at that optimal hour. Why are we asking all of you to consider making a move for us? Why? 80% rule, that's right, I've taught you that lately. Somebody walks into a church, right? They look in there, they see the place feels more than 80%. They don't feel like there's room, Okay. Just a moment ago, the ushers are doing a great job. Just a moment ago, I looked up when I got up here and there were like 30 people back there at the door, okay? It feels full. This is an incredible early morning worship celebration. So glad you're here. You're helping the vision, but here's why we're asking you to do it. At all of our campuses, it's all about the vision. It's all about reaching people for Jesus. And if we don't have seats and if we don't have parking spots, I don't know about you, but I don't think we can reach people for Jesus. Amen? So I just want to get you to do that. Think about that, okay? That starts when? When? Next week. Last thing I'm going to announce real quickly before we jump in. we got some important stuff to cover today. Listen closely. We have less than 75 seats left at the Insight Leadership Conference. Which is June 27th and June 28th. This is our annual leadership conference that we have here. We're serving churches and pastors and leaders and marketplace leaders. At a conference here June 27th and June 28th. Let me talk to you real real carefully for just a moment. Because... you're, you're like, this is, this is our church. You're, you're my family I want to speak specifically to you for just a moment. I spoke to my good friend, one of my best friends, Kevin Myers this week. He's the pastor of 12 stone church in Atlanta. Yeah. Kevin just wrote a book called home run life. Any baseball fans in the house? Wow. I thought it was the great American pastime. Okay, maybe I need to slow down a little bit. A home run in baseball <laughs> is when you hit the ball over the fence, right? And you score! Yeah. This book is about to go on the New York best-selling list. Pastor Kevin Myers, my good friend from Atlanta, is our keynote speaker. I will be speaking one leadership rally he's speaking to. Listen to me closely. Please, please, please. You don't want to miss this. If you want to score with your life, If you want to live a home run life, if you want to score at home and you want to score in the workplace and you want to score in your parenting and whatever it is that you do, if you want to hear from an amazing man of God who just wrote a seminal work on living a victorious life, you do not want to miss insight. Less than 75 seats left. You can register today in the rotunda. Just go out the doors, take a left, and you can register at the campuses. You can register as well. Just go get on a, on a, a computer somewhere, your, your smartphone. If you've got a dumb phone, I can't help you. But go register. Seats are going fast. We are down to the last three weeks. I would love for New Hopers to be in the house. Amen. You don't want to miss this church, I promise you. You don't want to miss Kevin's talk. Let me pray. Father, take our minds today and think through them. Take our hearts and fill with them. Oh, Lord Jesus, take my lips and speak through them today. For if you do not speak, then absolutely nothing of any significance will have been spoken. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so listen, grab that pen, grab those teaching notes in front of you. Let's go get this today. If you are a guest, 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 listen in. This is not your typical sermon. You've come on a very special occasion as we're kind of doing some some housekeeping, if you will, some getting the entire church together in what is to come in the future. So it's a little different. For those of you who are regular, you need to know it's a little different, but it's extremely exciting. What I want to talk to you about today is Hope Rising. What's it called? Subtitle, The Best is Yet to Come, Hope Rising. Rising. What I'm about to introduce to you, I have introduced over the last 18 months to different groups of people. This is the culmination of an 18-month spiritual journey of prayer and fasting and lots of research with the pastors and the staff. And on April 9th, 2014, the pastors and the staff voted unanimously to bring Hope Rising to the membership. Just to bring it to the membership. We wanted the membership to be able to vote. On Hope Rising. On May 5th, Cinco de Mayo, we had an incredible membership meeting here. We even had a mariachi band, glory hallelujah, and Mexican food, and it was awesome. And then we gathered in here as a membership body, and on May 5th, 2014, 98.10% of the membership voted to embark upon the Hope Rising faith campaign in the fall of 2014, Now, when's this going down? Fall. Like after I mentioned it today, we're done with it till the fall. But they voted United. And I've had people say to me lately on that vote, they have like, man, that's awesome. I can't believe that vote. But didn't you want 100%? I got to be honest with you. No. I don't know about you, but like when I see 100% vote, I kind of start to think there's some Kool-Aid involved somewhere. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I mean, 98.10%. Good Lord. That's incredible. When we built this building, by the way, started building it seven years ago. We've only been in it five years. Um, we had like 97%. We didn't even have that high. It's amazing to be 98%. So let me talk to you today about hope rising. The best is yet to come. Because the staff have voted. Now the membership has voted. Now I want to bring the rest of the global movement at all of our campuses. I want to bring us all along together. So we clearly understand what the fall and the future looks like for this church. And to do that, I need to, first of all, just say who we are. Like if you're a guest here, you need to know we're we're very clear on who we are and hope rising doesn't change any of that. We are a community of faith, radical about Christ Excited about what he's doing in our lives thankful for his favor. Amen all marching together under one clear vision The vision doesn't change Our staff we call it vision submission We all submit to the vision. It doesn't change because the word of god doesn't change. Amen And this is a vision that is biblical principles and methods methods are many right principles are few Methods always change principles. And I say vision never do. So the vision of our church, and if you're a guest, this is going to blow your mind. Watch, watch how unified this church is. The vision of our church is what? You get it. You always have. It's always been crystal clear. Now, it's one thing to say, reach, teach, and release. It's another thing to actually understand exactly what that means. And most of you just intuitively know what that means. But every now and then, it's helpful just to unpack it in a sentence for you. Let's read this out loud together. The vision of our church laid out in a sentence. Ready? All of our campuses really strong. Let's go. We exist to reach people with the grace and truth of Jesus. Teach believers the Bible and how to become self-feeders. And release fully devoted followers and other churches to the glory of God. That's what we do. That's what we do. That's who we are as a church. And you might wonder, well, how do we do that? We do it with six things. How many? You might call it the sensational six. Six. One of the pastors, I'm not going to call his name, on a retreat recently, called it the sexy six. I don't know about that. <laughs> he sure did. But this is what we do. Six things. And really, the case can almost be made six things only. We do Hoketown Children's Ministry. Anybody else thankful that we invest in the next generation? Come on now. In a big kind of way. Keep it going. We do access student ministry. Anybody thankful that we, we pour into our adolescence? Adult worship celebrations, what, you know, which is if, if you're not sure what's going on right now, that's what we're doing. Just, just, that was for the person who yawned earlier, just saying. Life groups. Life groups. We do life groups. Anybody thankful for life groups? Absolutely. We do first contact at all of our campuses. First contact. It's, it's what you see from the signs and the balloons to the pathfinders, to the ushers, to the greeters, to the cafes, to the resource center. All of that, that's first contact. And we do hope missions. Who's excited about what we're doing in in terms of the world and global impact. Absolutely. We don't do much more than that. Because I am a firm believer that some churches end up doing so many things that they don't really do anything very well. I believe in focus. I believe that less is often more. Right? I believe in being streamlined. So as a church, we staff according to vision and these six things. We budget according to vision and these six things. We we live out our lives and our ministries and use our facilities for these six things, all under the banner of reach, teach, and release. So t- sometimes I get young adults saying, Why don't you do anything for us around that church? We do two things for the young adults. Worship and life groups. You see it now. Young adults. What's really cool lately? Young adults have been doing these life groups, and now they're getting together regularly, and they're having these bigger gatherings, these these rallies. You know, young adults love to get together. I think they have their little antennas on for looking for their mate. Beep 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 beep. beep. Which, as you know, I say that's fine in the church, right? It's where it should happen. It's better than Hooters, beloved. I'm not lying. Look, come, on. If you're guests here, we, we talk about everything. I had a dude say to me, actually I had a woman say to me about her dude. All he does is look at women all the time. We're in a restaurant, woman walks by, he just looks at her. He, he cannot tame his eyes. Later on in the conversation, I kind of happened to ask, hey, where did you meet him? She said, Hooters. <laughs> really? Is it any wonder, right? Right, right, right. So young adults, we do all kinds of things, but we do it based on these six things. So let's, that's who we are. Let's talk about what God is up to. Let's talk about what God is up to at this church. Something happened on vision day 10, two years ago. I can't quite explain it to you, but I can tell you that as I look back on the history of our church, something profound shifted. As we gathered as a church community, the entire community at a civic center, if you will, called the Durham Performing Arts Center, DPAC. Something happened. In my spirit. And I think in your spirit, because I think for the first time in a long time, we got to see the scale, if you will, the scope of what God is doing Here, I didn't tell you this that day, but I actually sat there in the Durham Performing Arts Center that day and I was in awe. I was, I was blown away. Because I'm up here every day at Central on Sundays and I think I lose sight of how many people actually come to this church. Then I lose sight of all that God is doing at the campuses. And when I looked around that day and all four, right, all four of those tiers in that huge civic center was packed out, I I was in awe. And we looked at that verse, Ephesians 3.20. Remember that verse? Ephesians 3, I think we're going to show it up here. Ephesians 3.20. To him who is able, right, to do what? Immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. We looked at that verse and here's what we've been experiencing since then. We've been experiencing the God of more. Amen? The God who is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. Somebody say more. More. God is doing more than we can even imagine ask or imagine. Let me talk to you a little bit about that. And by the way, before I do this, I just want to let you know that I know that God gets all the glory. Listen, you're you're around me long. You figure out pretty quickly what it's a God thing. (laughs) It's not because of that old boy, right? So every now and then, when I say God is good, you say all the time. Average attendance has grown over 4,000 people with 7,000 people attending our Christmas and Easter celebrations. We're ministering currently to about 7,000 people in all of our campus areas. God is good. 3,396 people have responded to the gospel and experienced salvation in the last two years. By the way, all these stats are just in the last two years from that DPAC defining moment in our church. 1,918 people have rededicated their lives to Christ. Those are just numbers that we know about that mark the connect card. These are conservative numbers. 1,040 people were baptized into Christ in the last two years. Over 1,000 people experience authentic community and life groups. I'm going to pick up the pace. 1,114 volunteers currently serve through New Hope. Right now, we are a multi-site movement with campuses in Durham, Garner, Sanford, North Raleigh, Columbia, North Carolina Correctional Institute for Women, Internet, and Kenya, Africa. God is good, church. Total giving financial support reached $4.3 million in 2013. $4.3 million, 13% increase year over year. Okay? And is conservatively projected to reach $5.4 million in 2014. That is an increase of 25%. God owns the cattle on the thousand hills. He hung the stars in the sky. It's his resources. God is good. Good job. Check it out. Through Hope Missions. This, this one fires me up. For the first time ever, for the first time ever in this church's life, we gave over a million dollars to missions. Through our Hope Missions, the community of faith now sponsors needy children, supports entire communities in Boho, Haiti, Kiria, Kenya, and is now launching a campus in Kenya. Last year we gave one million three hundred and thirty-six thousand nine hundred and thirty-three dollars to Hope Missions. Come on now. Come on, somebody. Sunday sermons can now be seen on television every Sunday morning on the CW Network. By the way, I had somebody came up, come up to me the other day and say, I saw you on the Country Western Network. <laughs> now, Noah, I know I'm just a country boy from South Carolina. We're not on the Country Western Network. CW22 is not the Country Western Network, by the way. We're on Fox Channel 58 in South Carolina. New Hope now has 1,914 followers of Jesus who have signed the membership covenant to grow in the five G's of membership. And for four consecutive years, New Hope has been listed by Outreach Magazine, one of the most reputable Christian magazines out there. We've been listed the last four years as one of the top 100 fastest growing churches in America. Four years ago, we were 10th. Then we were 67th on the top 100. Then we were 5th fastest growing church. And last year we were the 26th fastest growing church in America. God is good all the time. So that's what God has been up to. Let me talk to you about the opportunities and the challenge that face us. Whenever you see God doing something like this in the life of a church... With it comes opportunities and challenges. You might call them problems, but I've always been quick to remind us that they are good problems to have. Amen? I mean, most churches would die for the problems that we're having. Let me talk to you about some of those opportunities and some of those challenges. This is not normal, what we are experiencing as a church. Nonetheless, when a church receives such favor from God, a church has to decide how it will steward over that favor and seize the opportunities and overcome the challenges that we face as a church. Listen to me. If a church handles those obstacles and those challenges well, and what I mean by well is, listen, with humility, Humility and brokenness before almighty God. Without him, I hate to tell you this, you aren't much of anything and I know without him I am nothing. Without him alive and moving in this church, we are dead in the water. Come on church, let's not ever get boastful or arrogant. God can take his favor from this church just like he has given us his favor. And if he were to remove his favor like a fountain, he could cut off that favor and we would be done. So we handle these kinds of seasons with humility. With integrity. With outstanding leadership. Giving all praise and glory and honor to God. And when a leader and when a church Does that, God has a way of unleashing greater favor, Ephesians 3.20. He has a way of unleashing more. Everybody say more. More. But if a church does not handle his favor well, God can cut his favor off. And we can lose everything we've ever seen God do in the last 12 years. Amen. Amen? So here's how we're going to handle the challenges before us we're going into a campaign called Hope Rising. And wouldn't you know it, the campaign is based on three major prongs, if you will, three major areas of focus, reach, teach, and release. The campaign itself will even unfold in that way. The reach component of the campaign is all about the campuses. All about the campuses other than Central Campus. Do you folks at Central Campus want to hear what they're going to do at the other campuses? I thought so. Now I need to just address something for just a moment. There will be a tendency in just a moment for some of you maybe to say this. Well, uh, what what, what do I care? That's what they're doing in in Columbia. What what do I care about North Raleigh? What do I care about? No, 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 no. Can I just remind us today we are one church? Uh We are one church. Many locations. So we have to constantly remind ourselves that this is a New Hope network that's sprawling across the Carolinas now into Kenya and we should very much care what our other campuses are doing. Can I get an amen from Central? And then in just, a moment, in just a moment, I'm going to show what we're doing here at Central Campus. And I'm actually going to show a virtual tour of what's going to happen in this building. And I believe that the other campuses will be very excited. And they will want to know what is happening at Central Campus. You don't say anything. Let's see if we can hear an amen from the other campuses. With ears of faith, I think I just heard them say amen. I really do. We're all in this together. Okay, so let me talk to you about what's happening. Let's go to North Raleigh. North Raleigh is in a rented facility right off of Six Forks Road. If you live in that area, you really ought to give that campus a try. It's a phenomenal campus that has really got great energy and momentum right now. They are going to be doing all kinds of things in terms of their worship. They're going to be looking at portable canvases, pipes and stands, lots of Hope Town improvement, worship center technology improvements and enhancements, portable connections kiosk. They're going to be doing things like that, but they're not doing a ton of things. The North Raleigh leadership has decided what they're most passionate about in Hope Rising is having a building fund. Because what they want to do, as God moves, they want to get out of their rented facility and go buy a piece of land or a building and use it for the building fund. New Hope Columbia in Columbia, South Carolina. Come on. Any Gamecocks up in the house in Central Campus? That's what I thought. (laughs) Once again, I'll stand here all alone. That's where I did my undergraduate. New Hope, Columbia. Look what they're going to do. Worship center upgrades, technology upgrades, new speakers in the front area of the worship center, outdoor portable PA system for baptism events and all kinds of outreach events, a cafe expansion, outdoor facilities. They're going to be working on a sprinkler system, exterior lighting, landscaping, resurface, fence in the playground, student ministry upgrades, and Operation Bridge, which is going to help them bridge their current income with what they're currently spending. And this bridge is going to help them continue to become a healthy Financial church as well in Columbia, South Carolina. New Hope Garner. Let me talk about them. They're going to remove the worship center closets. They're going to buy additional chairs, new lighting packages, and movers, 16-channel digital stakes, uh, snakes, huh? upgrade technical equipment, new carpet, extension in the lobby, removal of the kitchen walls, etc. Hope Town and Access Student Ministries are going to have all kinds of upgrades as they get those areas where they need to be. They often run out of parking, so they're going to have additional parking of 20 to 30 parking spaces. They're going to add the curb and gutter. And the Garner campus has some debt, and they are going to be putting a good chunk of change toward debt reduction, about $190,000. They want to take care of their debt. I think that is awesome. Amen. New Hope Sanford, interior upgrades, televisions, LED lightings, tech equipment. You you see some themes here developing, so I'll move fast. Parking lot repair, resurfacing, lawnmower. They have a little debt in Sanford. When we were given that building, there was a little debt on that building and that land, $45,000. They're going to knock that out. And they also are putting money aside for a building fund because the Sanford community is sensing that God is leading them to look for a more strategic location in the Sandhills of North Carolina. So they're looking at $364,000 for a building fund. Sanford, we're praying for you and believe it to be true. Amen. Amen? New Hope Internet Campus. We want to bring an Internet Campus pastor on, make our Internet Campus far more robust. In other words, the internet campus, it is time to take it to a what church? Whole nother level. NCCIW, our women's prison. We want to. Um, we've already provided fans for them because it gets hot in there for our services. But we would like to provide new projectors, new screens. Like I said, the Internet Campus Pastor could possibly oversee the prison ministry campuses that we have. Coffee House. Let's talk about that. Coffee House Student Ministry Center will receive some upgrades in technology, additional storage room area, additional office space area, etc., etc., etc. Can we all just now celebrate? all of our campuses, all over the area. So if you're following along with me, that that is the what part of the Hope Rising campaign? Reach. Exactly. That's the reach part. Now let's talk about the teach component. Our teaching comes out of central campus and this stage. This is where our teaching broadcasts out to all Of our campuses. So, the teach component of the campaign is all about what we're doing at Central Campus. The reach component was all about what we're doing at our other campuses. The teach component, though, directly impacts our campuses because this is where the teaching goes from. So, all that we do here at Central Campus inevitably and always impacts our other campuses. But let me just walk you through some things that are going to happen. The worship center, the best is yet to come, Hope Rising, will add an additional 6,714 square feet to our worship center, including a balcony enabling total seating capacity to increase from what it currently is, 600 in here right now, to about 1,406 seats. You might say, well, how are you going to do that? We're going to bust that wall out in the name of Jesus. We'll have a day where you can have a sledgehammer. and We're going to go. No, just kidding. We're going to bust that wall out in the name of Jesus, right? We're going to widen this worship center and we're going to fly a balcony in. Would y'all like to see that? Would y'all, y'all would like to see that? I kind of thought you would. Let's, let's show you a 3D virtual tour. Check this out. Okay, stop right there. Now, you might know that if we're going to have all of this is going to go from 600 seats to 1400 seats, we're going to need more parking. Right. So if you look at the building, if you look to the left of it, all of our campuses, you've been here, most of you folks, those woods behind the playground, that is going to be another parking lot, which is going to be pretty much the same size as that parking lot. Okay, it's just gonna go into the woods. Most of you know this, but some of you don't. We have thirty six acres of land here, so it goes way on back, okay? So the parking lot's gonna to be to the left. Okay, let's continue. Don't you just feel like a bird right about now? Praise <laughs> it. Okay, as Dickie V would say. Okay. All right, so this is the left-hand side of the building as you face it. The worship center, as I said, we're busting out this wall, and it's it's doubling in size. But on the outside, on the very outside, we will add all kinds of new children's ministry space. And the playground that's right outside here now, the playground is going to be enclosed in the building kind of like, um, well, McDonald's. But on a whole nother level right? (laughs) That's going to be, that's going to be the playground, right? Okay. So let's go back around to the front of the building. Nothing changes on the front of the building. Nothing, nothing changes in the rotunda. We built this building this way so we could do this in the beginning. Freeze it. Okay. So right here, if you look at the right hand side of the building, that's all new office space. So the worship... That's this side for those of you sitting here. The worship center is widening that way with all the extra seats. And then there's going to be office spaces on the first and the second floor. Bringing it all the way out to the sidewalk that is currently there now. If we're tracking, say tracking. Check. All right, let's go inside. Okay. So stop right there. Now you're up in the balcony. Everybody say, ooh, how many of you are gonna want to sit in the balcony? That's what I'm talking about. That's where I would sit, man. That's awesome. Balcony is gonna be fixed stable seating, right? Stadium seating, I mean? stable seating. Yeah, yeah, We don't want any unstable seating. And we don't want any chairs coming over the balcony. Thus we are bolting them to the ground. All right, let's continue on. Come on. Coming on the center of the balcony. Downstairs. So, see how it widens, the whole thing widens downstairs. Let's continue. This is from underneath the balcony, right? Coming to the right hand side panning, and panning and back the other way. Freezer. Alright. Y'all see that room back there in the back? That is going to be a cry room that has two big rooms for moms and dads to sit in there with their infant children and still worship and enjoy the celebration through a window that you can only see out of but we can't see in. Come on now. Come on. Most of you know we've turned the fireside room into that, and many Sundays it is just bonkers in there with parents and children. Come on, celebrate the goodness of God and what we're going to do here. I want to just walk you through a few things real quickly about that because some of you are numbers kinds of people. Let me just kind of explain a few things to you. Hope Rising will enable us to increase our current number of offices from 9 to 26. We've been out of office space for years. We've had people in cubicles. We've turned our conference room into a cubicle office area. And there are times when we have people sharing cubicles. You know you're out of office space, church, when you're sharing cubicles. Not at the same time, if you know what I mean, but separate times. Hope Rising will increase our parking capacity from 366 parking spots to 664. Hope Rising campaign will bring about an additional 9,777 square feet of safe, secure, and high-impact children's ministry space all on that side of the building where Hopetown is. First and second floor, off-the-chain children's ministry space. Hope Rising campaign will add new office space for our access student ministry staff, additional storage for access and needed technology improvements. Hope Rising will bring about a new spacious cry room, which I just mentioned. Hope Rising will create... Now, this is an important nugget. Most of you know the journey we've been on. Hope Rising will create enhanced sound attenuation by enveloping the worship center with offices on the first and the second floor on this side, A backstage area that's built out, though we don't have any noise issues on this side. It's going to also envelop it with children's ministry space. It's going to have additional soundproofing with work extensively on the ceiling in the worship center to minimize sound escape so that we can be the very best neighbors we can be to those who live next door. Yeah. I knew you would like that. And let me just share one more praise report with you. We just, after the membership voted to do this, of course, we had a board of adjustment meeting in downtown Durham. We met with the board of adjustment and presented the drawings and the plans to them. The neighbors showed up and said to the BOA, the board of adjustment, we are so excited and we enthusiastically support these drawings because they have been in consultation with Stuart Sound Acoustics that we've hired. The most reputable sound expert in the area has walked us through how to sound attenuate this building. The neighbors stood before the board of adjustment and said, we are in favor of this. We love this. We thank the church for doing this. And the BOA voted unanimously to approve Hope Rising. That's good stuff, church. That's good stuff, church. You should know that your church has walked with integrity through this whole thing and we've tried to be the very best neighbors every step of the way while being true to our vision. There's a tension. But we serve a God of reconciliation. 2 Corinthians 5, go read it. We serve a God of reconciliation. And I, I believe that God is fully going to reconcile this entire situation and we're going to be the best neighbors we can be and they're going to be good neighbors because our God is able. Amen. I'm very, very excited about it. Okay, let's move on. So that is the teach component. Now, so we did reach, which is all the campuses. We did teach, which is central. Now we're all coming back together under release. Under release. Reach works on the campuses. Teach works on central. And release, we take those two streams, bring it all together as a mighty river, and we go into the world, Matthew 28, taking the gospel in missions to the world. Amen? New Hope Kenya, Matthew 25 campus is launching July 27th, 2014. I want I to uh, introduce somebody to you and you to this person. Her name is Phyllis. Phyllis goes to this church. Phyllis lives here, but she is from uh, the Kenya area. Phyllis, I think, I think the right way to put this would be to say it like this. Phyllis is the brainchild of the New Hope Kenya campus, Phyllis was the one who gave the first seed gift to launch this campus and had the idea of this possible campus. She's going back over there in July. I want to introduce you to her and her to you. Phyllis, would you just come right here for just a moment? Would everybody welcome Phyllis? I want want the campuses to be able to see you. Everybody, everybody say Karibu. Again, Karibu means uh, welcome. welcome. That's right, welcome. They got their shirts, just like ours say, welcome on the front. The, the people in Kenya now have their shirts on behalf of this church. Thank you for your heart, for your vision, for your generosity. And we're so excited about building a campus that's going to impact your native land and your native people. Would you honor her one more time? The Art Children's Home in Thika, you've heard us talk about this orphanage, 31 children. Our goal is to provide $10,000 over the next three years to bless this children's home. We love them. The school, the Christian school in Thika Town, Africa. Listen closely. Most of you have not heard anything about this. We have been given the opportunity. In fact, when I was over there, I met with governmental officials. We have been given the opportunity to partner with the government of Kenya and have been offered three acres of prime land in the heart of the city, Thika, which is where New Hope, Kenya is going to be launched. We've been offered this land as a partnership to build a church building and a Christian school. During the week, the school would serve as a public school offering education to children in the community who cannot afford private school and would serve as children's ministry space on the weekends for the campus over there. Potentially becoming a Compassion International project offering food and Christian teachings to hundreds of children entrenched in poverty in the nearby slums. A financial investment, get this, of about $350,000. Wait, wait, wait. $350,000. We could partner with the government, build a school and a church. To do all of that for 350 American thousand dollars. That's amazing. Unbelievable. One of the most critical needs in Kenya is the need for deep water wells. These communities... Some of them are literally dying because of the lack of water. And so our goal at $50,000 a well, we want to install and and dig $150,000 worth of wells in various communities to provide this clean drinking water. We're already in Kiria Kenya, as you know, to continue to adopt and sponsor that entire community, Boho, Haiti. As most of you know, some of you have been there. Our goal is to continue to support them and even actually beef that up into the future all of this brings me to a video that I think you're going to enjoy that we shot when we were over there in Kenya not long ago. Check it out. Hope Rising is a three-year campaign. We can put five... Wells in five different communities in three years. We can continue to do our hope mission stuff in in North the Carolinas like we have been, even even at, an, at at a higher level. We can do all of this. Check this out. We can do all of this as a church at all of our campuses. If we knock this out of the park, if we do well, the consultants tell us, and we're not doing any of this on our own. I mean, we have consulting companies, the best you can hire. They tell us that we can do everything that I presented to you. There is a chance if we all go after this, we can do this without adding any debt to New Hope Church. We have a financier who's willing to get behind us again. Craig Dunn with the Wesleyan Investment Foundation. He's going to allow us to draw down on this loan. And if we kill it in a three-year campaign, we could. There's a chance. Come out of this without any debt. So what's holding us back? What's holding us back? In a word, nothing. Because we serve a God who is able, church. We serve a God of more. Amen, say more. Ephesians 3:20 Our God is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine. 12 years ago, actually 13 years ago, five of us gathered in my home with a vision. Five of us. My wife and our three kids. Try taking an offering with your family. It was brutal. It's brutal. They were pretty controllable. We gave, but we gave all we had. That group of five became a ragtag group of 30 people. It met in my home every single week for months and months and months until we launched this church 12 years ago in East Chapel Hill High School. And those five that became those 30 saw 607 people show up at the grand opening 12 years ago. Only God, right? Only God. We worshiped at East Chapel Hill High School for two years until we had to move on because they have a policy where you can only worship in a school for two years. And We went into downtown Chapel Hill. God decided we needed to get some Tar Heel Blue on us, so we worshiped. Pretty much on the campus of the University of North Carolina, adjacent to the Paul Green Theatre in a historic district called Gimgul, we had one service and then we had to add another service, and then we had to add a third service until we totally outgrew that old Catholic building that we rented only God, only God and then. And this is, we, had, we outgrew that place and the Catholic Church sold it to somebody else. Then we realized, oh no, where are we going to go? And we had nowhere to go when we were struggling. Yet again, God opened up a door for us to go to a strip mall. I had told God I never wanted to pastor a church in a strip mall. It was ugly. It was a strip mall. But I had to humble myself again. Say, God, we'll go wherever you send us. We changed that strip mall. We made it just as pretty as you could make it. And God blew it up. It was there, I would tell you, that we started becoming the most racially diverse church in America. Right there. Right there was when it started happening. Only God. And then I would walk up and down Fayetteville Road and knock on every little house I could trying to find land here in the epicenter of central North Carolina. I don't have time. I wish I could tell you the details, but suffice it to say I was at a state fair one night in a line waiting to get on a ride with my kids and met a man who knew a man who knew a man who knew an old couple that lived right here. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, we were able to purchase 36 acres of land in the epicenter of this unbelievable area. Only God. Built this building, been in it five years. Went multi site, jumped across the state lines into Columbia. Now we're jumping across a little pond called the Atlantic Ocean, going into Kenya. Come on, church. Only God. Only God. Only God. And here we are again on the precipice again of, of taking a big leap of faith. And trusting that ours is a God who's going to do even more than we can imagine. Here we are again. What's holding us back? Nothing. What will it take? Here's what it will take. It will take all hands on deck. It'll take all of us this fall showing up saying, God, if this is what you have for us, we're going for it. So I want to invite you to just go ahead and start praying about it now. We're not going to talk about it this summer, man. we got enough to do this summer. But pray, pray, pray. Because I'm here to tell you, we got to fall like we will never, ever imagine it's going to unfold, fall 2014. I I want you to imagine that I got up here one Sunday. You can imagine it this day if you want. I want you to imagine that I got up here this day. I finished up this. We're done. We're wrapping up. And I want you to imagine that I shared, hey i got to go away. i got to go away. I, just, I need some time, so I'm going away. And you don't need to worry about the church. I've, I've, we've, we've got great speakers lined up to preach every Sunday. You don't have to worry about the staff. We've got systems of accountability and leadership, and they're going to they're gonna do great. They're going to serve awesome. You don't have to worry about any ministries. We're, we're, we're solid as a church financially. I've got to leave. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to take care of my wife. I'm gonna come back. I don't know when I'm coming back, but I'm gonna come back. This is an imaginary story. I can see you know social media lighting up today. Pastor Benji's leaving, we don't know when he's coming back. Look at your neighbor and say, It's 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 imaginary. But can you imagine it? I'm leaving. I'm gone. I want you to take care of my wife. And I want you to figure out a system. You're a big church. You can do this. Figure out a system to visit her every now and then. Figure out a system to make sure she's okay with our five kids. Figure out a system to make sure they're okay financially. i just got to go away. The church is going to be fine. I've taken care of that. I want you to take care of my bride. Imagine two or three months in, I I called Amy Lynn. She said, oh, it's unbelievable. they're, 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 They're actually too much. They're always over the house. Then I called four months later and she said, well, it's kind of started to join the law off a little bit. And by six months, you weren't doing anything for my bride. Jesus left 2,000 years ago. And he said, take care of my bride. And I'm going to come back one day and I don't know exactly when. I'm not telling you, that's for sure. Only the father knows, he said. But you are the steward over my bride. I want you to take care of her. I want you to make her radiant. I want you to make her beautiful. I want you to enable her to shine bright as a beacon of faith, hope, and love in the world. To push back the darkness. To kick Satan in his teeth and lift high the light of Christ. Take care of my bride. Hope rising is all about taking care of his bride. It's all about the fact that God, for some unknown reason, has chosen you and he has chosen me to bestow favor upon. Blessings upon. I don't know about you, but I'm excited, church, to take care of the bride of Christ. I'm excited, church, to step into a big, bold future and care for Jesus' church. What the Bible calls the bride of Christ. Will you pray with me? Father, thank you for entrusting us with the church. Jesus, thank you for trusting us with your bride. God, this fall we're going to step into a big, bold future because you've led us to this place. You've embraced it through the pastors and the staff of this church. You have led the membership body of this church to overwhelmingly vote yes to this campaign. Yes to this future. And we want you to know on this day, God, and every day we will remember it is not for our own good. It is not for our own benefit. It's for your glory. It's for your honor. It's for your praise, Jesus. It's our feeble attempt to just keep stewarding over your bride, to keep caring for this church that you have entrusted to us. So we pray over our church, God. We pray over our cities, God. This is for your cities. This is for Columbia. This is for North Raleigh. This is for Sanford. This is for Garner. This is for Durham. This is for any other cities you take us to in the United States. God, this is for Nairobi. This is for Bohawk, Haiti. And wherever else you lead us around the globe, this is for you. You are the God of the city. And we worship you. We give you our lives. And we pray even months in advance, God five, six months in advance, we pray that your favor would fall again upon hope rising and that you would use it, God, in ways that we can't even begin to imagine. And that just as so many of us today sit here at one of our campuses and we're thankful for those who provided the land and the building and the ministries that we might be here today. God, we anticipate and praise you in advance. For the thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people. That will be in future campuses and our current campuses. Thanking you for the fact that we were here. And we took a leap of faith. And we stepped out into hope rising. Why? Because we know with you, Lord God, the best is always yet to come. We bless you, we praise you, we worship you. We pray right now, we sing right now. God, do your work in the cities. Just do your thing. Use us. As feeble and broken as we are, use us. And we will point people to Jesus. We will make it hard to go to hell. Anywhere near a New Hope campus. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you would like to learn more about the ministries of New Hope Church, please stop by one of our six campuses anytime or visit us online at www.NewHopeNC.org. If you would like to financially support the movement of New Hope, you can do so by clicking on the e-giving link at the top of our homepage. We hope you'll join us next week. May God bless you and thank you for being a part of our church family.